Hi, I'm Chris Marie. I'm so glad you're listening. In conflict, do you ever walk on eggshells, avoid sharing your honest opinion, or even hesitate to say no? Well, no more. Susan and I created a speak up kit just for you. It's an easy to use, proven step-by-step process to find your voice and reduce your stress. To learn more, go to thriveinc.com forward slash speak up. That's www.thriveinc.com forward slash S-P-E-A-K-U-P. Hi, I'm Chris Marie Campbell. And I'm Susan Clark. And today we're going to talk about meetings. We believe a company is only as healthy as its meetings. In other words, it's relational interactions. Because conflict happens at work, most often in meetings. Now remember, our view of the world is conflict is natural and inevitable. The goal is not to avoid, diffuse, or manage conflict. And all the skills that we teach on our podcasts have been are about helping you increase your distress tolerance. And your distress tolerance is being able to stay calm in the midst of stress that's happening so that you and your team can utilize healthy conflict to leverage the skills of everyone around the table, to increase the team's IQ so that you are coming up with innovative solutions to your business problems. And the goal for you and your team is to have smart and healthy meetings. So why meetings? Why pl- Meetings are that playing field for your team. Now, if meetings don't have a clear collective objective, people hate coming to the meeting. That's true. They're like, why am I here? I shouldn't have had to be here. If meetings are dominated by one or two people, others opt out and disengage and kind of wish they could go back to doing their real job. I've heard that one before. <laughs> if meetings are just status reports, readouts, people get bored They want to go back to their office as well. And they're like, why didn't you just send me the email? So there are three key criteria that make for a successful meeting. First one is that as a collective objective that inspires people to care and engage. The second, number two, is an inclusive space, meaning that one that invites people to really show up, know they can make a mistake, know that they matter and that their point of view is important. And third, conflict. You want the clashing of different ideas because you want to increase your team's IQ. A collective objective is really the entry criteria for effective conflict and dialogue at meetings. A collective objective is alignment on what problem are we trying to solve? And too often, a person leading the meeting assumes everyone knows the objective and just dives into the topic. And people attending don't bother to actually interrupt and ask, what are we doing today? (laughs) And if the collective objective is not clear, people will wind up really trying to solve different problems. So what you'll see is people fighting over strategies. And if you're running a meeting, you want to clarify what is the collective objective up front and ask if people agree or disagree. So for example, today our objective is to finalize the project harder. Anyone disagree? The reason we want to finalize it so we can kick off the project. So you really want to inspire and engage their not only their minds, but their hearts in this meeting. And if there's lack of clarity, there's no shame in interrupting and asking, what problem are we trying to solve today? <laughs> and the discussion that, in, that occurs after is crucial to defining the collective objective. And that is not wasted time because if everybody's not on the same page, you're not solving the right problem. So then, and only then, do you have everyone thinking and framing on the right problem. Sometime during that meeting, things start to go off again. Just come back to, hey, 
What was the reason? And it's okay for anyone to say that if they lose that bigger purpose. What's the problem we're trying to solve? (laughs) The second criterion for an effective meeting and dialogue is creating an inclusive space. Now think about a time when you have been in a meeting and you felt excluded or like you didn't really belong or like you didn't even matter. How'd you feel? How did you engage? Or what did you say after the meeting? Really, that could be the biggest judge. (laughs) Now, think about a time in a meeting where people, you felt welcome, included. People asked for your opinion. You knew it was, you were in vital part of what was happening. How did you feel then? And how did you behave? I'm guessing if you have a felt sense of both being excluded and included, imagining that's happened to you. People tend to perform their best, think more clearly, quickly, and creatively when they feel included. The problem is, as humans, we are messy, fallible creatures, often running on a time clock. And you get (laughs) enough of us in a room and we're going to inadvertently step on each other, step on each other's toes and wind up doing things that aren't helpful, maybe excluding. (laughs) This leads to someone feeling more excluded and then opting out. You want to watch for signs that someone has disengaged and gone to their opt-out styles. We have a whole podcast on that in case you don't remember those. (laughs) They may explaining or debating or apologizing, agreeing to something they just disagreed with, or leaning back, shutting down and looking away. That's the time to interrupt. And what do you do? (laughs) You don't want to keep going on the content of the meeting. When anyone, including you, even if you're not leading the meeting, notices some behavioral shift in a teammate, it's important to slow down, pause, and stop discussing the subject matter because you've lost somebody. Instead, you want to get curious, access your vulnerability in action, and check out your story with that person. You can include your intention. Maybe it's Felicia. Felicia, it seems like you disengaged in the conversation when I commented on your data. I'm not sure, so I want to check it out. My intention is not to put you on the spot. Rather, I value your input. And if I did something to insult you, I want to know so I can hear from you. This you in- didn't even give me a chance to finish my data. I could act like I'm... Okay. You know, you know. So I didn't give you a chance to finish. Right. It seemed like you just interrupted. I didn't even get to... I had a, another whole spreadsheet that I wanted to share. I had no idea. So let's back up and you can go through your data. I want you to, I want you to feel like we really get what you're trying to present. Great. I've got pages. Okay. Maybe not pages, (laughs) but like the second page would be okay. (laughs) So that was just an impromptu little example there. (laughs) Don't give me too much room. (laughs) Felicia has lots of data. (laughs) But this interruption, the willingness to pause, stop, keep, you know, going on the subject allows that interaction to bring Felicia back in. And it helps clarify if somebody has interpreted a lack of respect for what they're saying or doing. So checking out your story is a path to reestablish inclusion. And hopefully I did this well, because when Felicia responds, you want to be sure to catch the ball or at least mirror what she says. So catching the ball is our tool for really reflecting back what somebody is saying so that they feel heard or included. I'll check with you, Felicia. Did I adequately mirror you or catch the ball? Well, I thought you did catch the really well. And I appreciated that. It also gave me lots of room to run with uh, (laughs) the ball because you were so willing to hear more data. So I would only encourage you next time, like, Don't feel like you have to then just open the gates for me to have. Right. You could just say, okay, I, that was not what I wanted to do. So let's go back and figure out. (laughs) Is that, yeah. Do we need to hear all of it or (laughs) (laughs) maybe we could just hear one other piece of data. You can tell we're not data fans. (laughs) 
But you do want Felicia and whoever's experiences lack of inclusion to feel heard and understood and valued. And you know what? If it isn't addressed in the meeting, if that breakdown, you've kind of lost Felicia. You've probably lost other people who were witnessing the whole engagement and are focused now on Felicia and me, if I'm the one on the other (laughs) side of that, and not actually giving their best thinking to the problem. So it really doesn't make sense to carry on and ignore what's really happening because a lot of people are not ignoring it. True. And what you really don't want to have happen is people going back and talking about Wow. Did you see what happened to Felicia? (laughs) I don't want that to happen to me. And, you know, finally, the third thing is, you know, really helping support the idea that conflict is the engaging criteria, the juice that makes meetings matter. A conflict is what makes it engaging and interesting. And yeah, it's uncomfortable. But if you can increase your distress intolerance, and you realize that it's actually something that's needed and it's going to get you to a better solution, it's a good thing. So encouraging the conflict can be a big thing, mining for it. Even, you know, we've talked about in other podcasts, conflict gets messy. And you know what? To create change and new thinking, you kind of have to go through this chaos process that feels discombobulating. But that's where in the conversation and even in our brains, we're creating change and new ideas. Because the last thing you want to do is get to resolution before you've actually maximized the significance of the disruption. Because chaos is something that you know, is related. We've talked about this before. A foreign element comes, something happens and you're in chaos. It's a disruption, but that disruption has something. There's a reason it happened. And if you just try to resolve it too quickly, you're not going to really get the You won't get, yeah, you won't get the benefit of the clashing of these different ideas because you're trying to smooth things over and get back to status quo, which is not really what you want. You might want it like in the meantime, because you feel so uncomfortable. That's why you want to increase your distress tolerance. So finally, we hope that you remember, here's the important things to remember in this. You want to be able to have a common objective and make sure that you can, if somebody loses that, it's okay to say, hey, I'm not sure if we're still on the same. I'm not sure I understand the objective. Have a common understanding. That's what defines the field. And ask the question, what problem are we trying to solve? And then you want to keep an inclusive space, paying attention to when people disconnect or opt out and actually stop the meeting long enough to figure out what happened. And finally, you want to encourage that conflict. You want that disruption or you want some of that chaos and messiness because that's when you know you're actually getting to something new and different. We're just going to add a fourth element onto this, which is really for your meetings, you can do this at the end and it's pretty quick, but evaluate how well the meeting went. And you can, we can do this with, were you, how engaged I was on a scale of one to 10? Did the meeting add value? Did it move us forward? You figure out one or two of those questions to ask and then notice what the trends are over time. Because if you've always got low scores, you got to do something different mm-hmm. for your meetings. And it's okay to have a low score sometimes, but just not always. Yeah. <laughs> and it's important to measure. Like, so that's one way to measure the health of your organization, not just following the agenda, which is the smart side. So both are important. <laughs> Here's to having healthy meetings, smart and healthy meetings. Thanks for joining us. We hope you found today's episode valuable. We know you're busy and we want to make it easy for you to understand how conflict may be showing up in a way that's impacting your team negatively. 
we recorded the first three chapters of our book for you to listen to for free. Get your free audio sample at thriveinc.com forward slash free sample. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-I-N-C.com forward slash F-R-E-E-S-A-M-P-L-E. 